0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you and God bless you. Praise the Lord everybody else. Wow. Uh, it's good to be in God's house. Wow. You know, we go places to minister. Okay, you go come and turn this. Up. And uh, we go places that um, they need Jesus. They know how to worship and praise God and but y'all have such a powerful move of God here, and responding in worship, and you are blessed. All you need to do is visit about two more churches, come home, and say, "Oh, I love my church."
1: But uh, it's an honor to be here.
0: Enjoy being with y'all this morning for Pastor's Manna or whatever it's called. You know? uh, morning Manna, but. Uh, <laughs> I was referring to the donuts. I'm getting to work that this morning. But, uh, it's uh, good to feel the touch of God and, and be with y'all. I give honor to your pastor, Pastor's wife. Congratulations, and um, I just uh, felt in this service this morning, the morning first service, just a good touch of God. I, I don't normally do this. I don't want to be out of, out of the way in any manner. Uh, I didn't ask Pastor's permission, and if I'm wrong, it's very rare, but um, I just I, I want to I wouldn't take an offer for a broom. I've got the first dollar. If anybody else would give a dollar or two, or we uh, maybe we need the broom out here. Where's the broom? Hey, do stay, 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 boy. And, um, anybody else have a dollar? Uh, yeah, I got a two dollars, three. I'm still broom, broom. Five bucks, we're gonna get two brooms. Six. I need seven I need another dollar. Just grab that broom before I can get that money. We'll get two brooms. Amen. In my old order, I just just pull my coattail. Um but um we're on seven dollars now. If you want to just bring your offering, this dude don't know how to handle vehicle to somebody when we die bring your offering for this let's get it over
1: with
0: amen whoever's in charge of brooms do your part now you didn't know God was going to use me like this but uh uh, we've enjoyed uh just the fellowship and everything and and, uh uh, there was some music Enjoyed it so much. As for the keys, uh, I, we've been wanting to hear them playing. So come on, babe. My wife is so blessed, and I want her to come. Hallelujah. Everything. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> See me?
1: Right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're by and by in the morning. Church and lay your burdens down. Yeah. Hallelujah! I just to hear Brother King's He's always told me how good he was, and I just I never had got to. Amen. Luke one and thirty-seven. If I've offended y'all girls in any way, get over it. Praise God. Luke one and thirty-seven. God nothing shall be impossible. Let's read it together. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Psalms 35 I guess the time I read it I think of my mother's. This was her favorite. Used to people would stand up testimony services back before we got wise and didn't have them. But um they would um Either sing a song, quote a scripture, give a short testimony or a long one. But this my mom always quoted first, anger endureth for a moment. In its favor is life. Listen, everybody, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Look at your neighbor and say, You may be weeping right now, but joy. Really does come in the morning. Put your Bibles down, put your hands together, clap and shout out this word. Hallelujah. We may be seated. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I would like to give you the Greek and the Hebrew, but I don't. Speak either one of those languages. So I studied this out in English, and what it means—a real in-depth study—it means that with God, nothing shall be impossible. (laughs) you impressed yet? Pretty good. It don't matter what the government's doing. It don't matter who's president. If it's Trump or Harris, it it don't matter. It don't matter any of these things. You can get yourself so stirred up, worked up, and bothered. But I'm telling you, God has the final say. It don't matter what you're dealing with right now, what your situation may be, what it looks like, how bad it looks. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. i come to tell you that you could be weeping right now, but joy comes in the morning. And if God says it, you can trust it and believe it. Ah, praise God. I come to let you know that God is in control of every situation. You can take your situation out of your hands and put it into God's hand. And when God does it, he does it right. Praise God. And everything's going to be okay. You can depend on him. Hallelujah. I said, you can depend on him. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you songwriter said what a mighty God we serve I come to let you know that he is still God and he is the everlasting God what he done yesterday he can do it today what he done for me he can do it for you and with God nothing shall be impossible shout yes to him Mm we we we, we we use a quote around church, been doing it for years, and said that, Amen, that God will make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Now, I'm not a English scholar. You'll catch me. I drive my wife crazy because I'm not. But where there seemeth to be no way, it seemed like that that means that there just happened to be a way. You didn't know it was a way. You didn't see it was a way. But God made a way when it seemed like there wasn't a way. But really, the truth is, God will make a way when there is no way. He'll knock a hole in the wall. He'll change the mind of the government. He'll take what the doctor said and what the x-ray said and what the test said. And he'll turn it around and he'll give you a healing. He'll give you a blessing. It don't matter what the doctor said. God is
1: big and
0: He is in control. When I was a missionary on the mission field, I I, uh, I started a church living room I spoke about this morning. And then I went from there. I built a church right across the street from a bar. Straight south tarpoy and threw down sawdust and had church under it. And it was right across from a bar, and every time I try to have church, I don't know if they would bet each other or what, but these 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 guys would come over and try to take the microphone from me. Everybody would gather to watch it. It was a new church. Nobody knew what to do. And 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 they would try to take the mic from me and I'd have to grab them and I'd just lay my mic down, go to the side of the tent, and I'd pitch them out, and I'd go back and preach a little bit. And and they would interrupt my service over and over. And, that's why I was a decent uh, uh, bouncer, but I, you know, I, I'd have to throw them out and preach, and throw them out, and everybody would watch. And I'm like, God, I, I don't know what this is about. But they interrupt my service, and and, and they try and interrupt my service. I, I don't know how you can fix this, but um, I, I need you to fix it. And, and it didn't seem like there was any way out of it. They were more of them than it was us, and. And I remember one service I'm preaching. This is happening almost every service, and this drunk guy comes staggering down the aisle. I'm thinking, well, I am getting pretty good at this. I'm still myself, get ready for it. And when he gets right to me, I'm braced up for it. And he just turns around, and stands next to me, just kind of wobbly standing there. And I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. So I went back to preaching. He's standing there wobbling. And a little bit of my preaching, here comes another drunk, and he's staggering up towards me. I'm thinking, now I've got to deal with two of them. And when I, he gets right up to me reaches for the mic, the drunk guy goes. Oh, awesome. <laughs> comes back, stands in right All right, praise God. I'm, I'm in the back. I'm praying for somebody. And I hear a thud sound, I didn't know what thud, that sound was, and I turn around, and this guy laid out, I the drunk guy he said, he was come to try to hit you, and I took him out. Said, Praise the Lord. I called a friend of mine and he said, Man, you've got to get an usher. I said, I have one. He stays drunk, but he's padded in the bone. Sitting here trying to figure out. It's got to be this guy that gets his hair cut. He's got to be, a, be in a shirt, a suit, and, and tie and shiny shoes and whatever. That's what's going to take care of me. I didn't have that. Didn't see it coming anytime soon. God said, I got somebody coming right now. It won't fit the description you got in mind. It won't be like what you got in mind, but with God, nothing shall be impossible. He said, I'll be called men to give up to your bosom. So, thinking it's got to be this way and that way but God said I've
1: got it worked out
0: for you it's coming right now it may not be where you think it'll be but when I do it, I'll do it right I I come to let you know that God may not do it the way you want him to, but he'll take care of you he'll make a way when there is no way, he'll cause a neighbor to help you, he'll cause somebody else to do it I had an acquaintance of mine, they preached for him a number of times, and they tell the story that years ago they was needing a new building. And they would call a business meeting at the church that night. They had a a, a long haired, almost like street person, hippie guy come in. I don't know if you've ever heard the story in Denver. And they had this guy get the Holy Ghost in that church that night. And they had the business meeting already called. They started the business meeting. We got to build it, build it, we got to do this. And I'm not telling the story verbatim, just shortcutting it. But basically, this, this scruffy, rough-eared-looking guy raises his hand and says, You all just build the church, I'll pay for it. He said, Okay, thank you. And they went back to business meeting. No, no really, I got it. Just meeting in the morning. And this happened two or three times. So they said, Okay, we can't have the meeting. And so, but just the humor of the guy, they would go to the bank the next morning. This Street looking person pastors a little embarrassed because this guy did not fit the description. And they go in, this guy sits down with the banker and they begin he's wanting to build a new building, it's whatever he needs, and, and the banker looks at him and says, Whatever this man says, it's gonna happen. They built a new building, this man paid for it. It may not be a hippie, but God can send somebody and say, I'll take care of everything. Amen. God sent me a me. I look at street people and read their sign. I'm looking for you. I haven't seen a sign yet. i keep going. About. Hey, I'm telling you, God's got something. God's got the answer. God's got the plan. With God, nothing shall be impossible. What looks like is overloading you. What looks like is going to take you out. I'm telling you, God's got a plan. He wants to take care of it. You can depend on God.
1: There, there's
0: a dumb song that we sing in Pentecost. And y'all may sing it here. And if you do, it's dumb. He's never failed me yet. Y'all sing it here? Oh, I wouldn't claim it either. Just, just lie about it. Whatever you got to do. He's never failed me yet. Jesus Christ has never failed me yet done because he said i will never leave you i will never forsake you so take the yet off because you can depend that he is never your spouse will let you down your friends will will let you down your parents will let you down everything will let you down but jesus christ will never let you down you need to turn to Him and understand everything around me has failed, but I know that God will not fail. He
1: said, "I will never leave you. I will never
0: forsake you." That's the God we serve. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Years ago, I was preaching. I was living in Louisiana, preaching up in North Arkansas, up in the mountains, and I had a. Do you, anybody remember the Osmo Bill? It had a diesel motor in it. It was a 350 motor converted to a diesel. I believe it was made in hell. <laughs> but I had one. We would have to get up and spray starter fluid it, and, and crank it up. But that's what I had. I preached a revival up there and somebody forgot to tell them that don't hurt to give at least some gas money. That's not a hint, I'm just saying. So, I start back, headed home. I'm out of diesel. I had no money. Anybody ever counted out pennies, you know? Come on, come on. So it's not just me. You budget poor people, you. (laughs) But I've got a little bit in there and I'm driving I cross this mountain, which it could have been a, a heel but I'm, I'm from Louisiana. I, mean, I go over this thing, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's trying to get away from those people that didn't <laughs> buy me any diesel. And and I talk, it's freezing cold, and, and I feel it jerking and sputting and running out of diesel, and I cross the mountain, and I coast it down in the middle of nowhere. I'm on the side of the road. My two babies are in the back. It's cold now, and the babies are crying, and and, and, and hungry and, and it was bad. It was starting to get dark. It was freezing outside and I'm sitting there like God I'm, I, I don't understand and, and, and I know y'all don't do this but I'm like my dad said you don't question God. I'm like oh yes I do. And so I'm like I'm, 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 I'm preaching, praying people through, seeing people get healings. I, I'm, I'm trying to work with you and, and I'm doing all this stuff God and, and why? I get out here in the middle of nowhere and, and I'm broke? I'm out of diesel, it's getting dark, it's freezing. I don't understand, God, what this is about. By that time this big old one-ton state, Arkansas state truck comes, comes driving up. Something might be wrong here. Comes driving up and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm out of diesel. He said, you can't stay here. A storm warnings in effect. No, there is a little difference in the language in Louisiana and Arkansas, but we should be able to converse a little bit. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I'm out of diesel. He said, well, there's storm warnings in effect. There's a hard freeze coming in. You've got to get off the road. I don't want to be here. I'm out of diesel. He says diesel, diesel. He gets out. He runs around. He said, "You sure?" I said, "Yes." He has his tank on the back with a hose and a crank. And he opens my the, the the tank up and he sticks the nozzle in there, and he starts pumping this pump full of diesel. And when he we had this. Diesel pumping revival on the side of the road. He was pumping. I was Jesus saying Jesus. So the more he pumped, the more I Jesus. He was like Jesus pump, Jesus pump, Jesus pump, and I wouldn't stop saying because when I say Jesus, he pumped and he pumped and he pumped and I Jesus and Jesus and Jesus and I wouldn't stop. And and finally I stopped saying Jesus because diesel was running out on the side of the road. I said Hallelujah. He said. Get in there and crank it, and a miracle took place. It, it, it cranked, and and he said, "Go!" And I said, "You don't have to tell me nothing. I'm out of here." And I left. I'm sitting here on side of the road in the middle of nowhere, talking to God about my grievances, and He said, "I've got the state of Arkansas on the way. Stop whimpering. I'm going to take care of it. Take you, state of Arkansas taxpayers." I'm to take get me home. I'm telling you that your situation is not over. I said your situation is not over. God has an answer on the way. Get ready. I said the answer. Hallelujah. I, I, when I was a missionary, I got a call from a hospital. And they told me, they said, um, we have a baby. We know you take in children. We have a baby here. And I was wondering if you would come get it. And so I went and picked up this little Indian, Mayan Indian girl, three days old, brought her home with me put out the word that somebody wanted to adopt a baby, put this baby up for adoption, help it find a good home. I call it it, I know I do, but anyway. So my daughter's. she's gonna help me take care of this baby. and She comes to me, she says, Dad, we had about a week. She's like, Yeah, we can't get rid of this baby. I said, no, 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 no. We're not keeping this baby. She kept coming back and forth, Daddy, please, let's keep the baby. I'm like, we're not, we're not keeping the baby. We're it's just, it's just not. And she finally came in after months and, Daddy, please, I'm baby. Please, please, let us keep the baby. I said, listen, I'm Daddy. I'm the preacher. I'm the head of the house. I've told you. I'm not telling you again. We're not keeping the baby. So now I get this 16-year-old daughter that's Mayan Indian. <laughs> but when she's, she's my heart when she was little she liked to snuggle up to me and I would put her to sleep and one night I'd go to sleep and she snuggled up to me and I'm, I'm holding this little baby and there's a loud crashing sound and then this is in the country of Belize this is a loud crashing sound outside and she sits up in the bed And she starts crying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. I said, baby, it's going to be okay. And she's crying so hard. And she's sobbing. I said, it's going to be okay. Daddy, take care of it. So I get my, her still crying hard, I get my flashlight and I get my baseball bat in case somebody come to play ball in the middle of the night. There's just weird people out there. And so I go down with my flashlight and my baseball bat looking for whoever's wanting to play ball and and i'm i'm looking around and, and i finally i found where the chef underneath my house fell over and i understood that was the source of the noise and i go back up and my baby's just shaking crying and i said baby it's okay daddy took care of it she goes i have a big old daddy the next night i preach i have a big old daddy can I just tell you, he said that our God is so good that if, he said this, compared to this, he said, if your child come to you and says, I'm hungry, how many of you would hand him a stone and say, eat this stone? He said, you wouldn't do that. You'd give that baby bread. And he said, how much more would our Father in heaven respond to your need and your request? I, I would like to tell you that when you get in church and start living for God, that you come to the front and you pray through, and, and, and you get the Holy Ghost, and 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 when you get the Holy Ghost, everything changes. Yes. That you walk outside, yes. and you never have problems again. <laughs> the old songwriter wrote that gospel song under the anointing. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a I, rose I, I, garden. I, 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 I. Life has problems. Yes. You say, How do I know I'm going to have problems? Here's a rule of thumb. I've taught this all over the world. The rule of thumb is how to you know you're going to have problems. If your mama's a woman, you'll have problems. That's right. If she's not, you really got problems. But the Bible said, Man is born of woman, days are few. And full of trouble. Right. So I'd like to tell you that when you come up here and you get the Holy Ghost and you walk outside, that your Volkswagen has become a Cadillac. Ain't gonna happen. I'd like to tell you that when you pull up to your house, your mobile home, it's become a mansion. If you pull up from a mansion, you're gonna get arrested. Go to your mobile home. Okay? You don't work that way. I'd like to tell you, the utility company calls you and says, hey, we heard you got the Ghost Sunday night. Yeah. No more bills here, bro. Keep talking in tongues. <laughs> it, it don't happen. Like I, it just don't happen. Problems happen. Right. Situations happen. But, can I tell you, rest assured, we have a big old dad. Yes. I was preaching, and I noticed that I felt a choking sensation. This is 2004. Started seeing blood, and I was preaching every night, sometimes two or three times a day. I'd see blood on my handkerchief, and I finally it got so bad I was in the, out of the country, and I got a doctor, somebody connected to a doctor in Louisiana, who would who would see me he said, I won't charge you anything. And so I go in, they run tests on me. I come back in for my consultation with this doctor. He takes out the paper, he goes over it. He looks up at me, starts crying. He says, you have cancer. And he puts his head down and he cries. His daughter's crying, I'm just, and, and when they're crying, he stands up and he comes around to me. I didn't know this doctor and I didn't know what to do, so I take the doctor on my shoulder. And say, it's gonna be okay, Doc.
1: Like, I hope so. But, me too.
0: It's gonna be okay. God's got this thing and I'm comforting my doctor. It was weird. I was just gonna tell you. I've had a friend die with something I'm like, it's going to be okay, doctor. got him calmed down where I could leave. <laughs> Made up my mind I wasn't going back to him. I don't care what they have on their head and speak with whatever, I just, I might go back to him. I had cancer and got into my vocal cords. Got into my esophagus, and my thyroid was ate up with cancer. I went back to Belize, called all the churches together. I announced to them I had cancer. We had a blowout service. I preached faith. We shouted, we danced, we ran outside. We, you know, we got through the entire running in the building, we went outside. But Circles. We're going to have to do something with this. We had a blowout. People, i would never been hugged and kissed and hugged and cried over. And and when we got done, I remember going up to the house, encouraging everybody. God's got this. I preached it. I preached from this. Nothing's impossible. God's a healer. And I'm in it. And I still believe it. I lay down at night. Everybody's gone. I don't. Rem- I don't even know why. But that first time, I got up and I went and got in the dry tub, pulled the shower lights off, and I said, "God, I want to see my children get married, they have grandbabies." And I cried and I cried. I said, "God, I'm preaching Your Word, but I'm scared to death." I don't want to die this I, I mean, I'm building churches. I'm building a headquarters. I'm, everything is going so good. Everything. My ministry is as high as it's ever been. People getting the Holy Ghost. You're, you're, you're helping me. And like, why this? The next morning, Pastor, I'd get up. I'd encourage people. I'd shout and dance. I'd preach services after services. Spitting up blood, scared to death. But I kept preaching, God's able. What I'm trying to tell you, weeping really endured during the night. Some way the next day, I'd get a new grasp of joy. And I was able to stand in front of a body, and in spite of the heavy clouds and the fear of my heart, God is able. God is able. I went to a service and a preacher preached similar to this, and I remember getting a hold to it. And I said, I don't know, John, what you got in mind, and I don't know what your plans are, but you said you wanted me to prosper and be in hell. Amen. And I started getting closer to God, giving everything. I survived, by the way. Here I am, still preaching the gospel. I still have my voice in spite of the cancer, and I'm hoping for
1: it. I don't care how dark it may be. God is God. And with Him, nothing shall be impossible. Oh, God.
0: Come to the music, please. God is speaking to someone in this building, letting you know, that your situation is not over, that God, it's no accident that you're here, because God wants you to know that your problem and your situation is not too hard for him. Hi. I had a friend call me and they sent him home to die. They said there's nothing they could do for him. When he was in prison, he used a dirty needle, got hepatitis, whatever number it is, or letter it is. They said there was nothing they could do for him. He calls me, this man, I've got a death sentence. I don't know what to do. He said, "I got me a notebook and I sit down. Now, if I go against what pastor preaches, please forgive me." But he said, I sit down, and I begin to try to write from the time I got in church, 25, 30 years ago, people I may have offended. I'm trying to call everybody that I may have done something wrong. I said, that's beautiful, man. But, you know, I I don't know. He said, and then I flipped a page over and I'm sitting here digging through my mind offenses I may have done towards God, something I may have done to make God mad at me. And when God whips you. He sure enough whips you. He said, I'm sitting there trying to think of things I may have done and I'm trying to make a list so I can get right with God. And I said, hold on down. I said, undoubtedly we are serving two different gods. You qualify when God whips you, He whips you. I said, but the God that I serve with a sincere heart, I'm sorry, God. I don't serve a God that's standing like a monster on a mountain, watching every move you make, that He can catch you where He can knock you down or strike you down. He loves me. He loves you. Yeah. I'm, I serve a God that, with a sincere heart, I believe in altar repentance. I believe, but I can see God. I'm sorry. He reads my heart. He loves me so much. He'll get me by the hand and lift me back up. He'll help me make it. I don't have to go back 30 years in my mind and toss and turn all night thinking, did I do what? What have I done? Pastor, all I got to do with a sincere heart and a broken spirit, contrite, I'm sorry, God, He puts His arms around me And when I can't stand, He helps me stand. Some of you are punishing yourself when God was done a long time ago. He just wants you to get up and serve Him. Would you stand? He said if you you ask for bread, He's not going to give you stone then He told you, He said, cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you. All in this building we've came, we've put on our Sunday best, we fixed ourselves up to come serve the Lord. If anybody looks at you, they think they got it together. They're laughing, they're smiling, everything's good. But they don't see in the darkness of the night. God sent me to speak to you. They don't see in the darkness of the night as that tear begins to flow down your face when you think, I can't take you anymore. I don't know how I can keep going. God sent me to tell you it's no accident you're here. He sent me to tell you that He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to help you carry your burden. And whatever you're going through, nothing is impossible for Him. Nobody knows the tears that you cry, but God, He counts your tears. He wants to help you. I come against depression right now. I come against brokenness right now. God wants to help you right now. Would you step out? Would you come? Would you come? You're battling that battle by yourself. You're trying to carry it by yourself. But God wants to help you. Come on. Come on, sis. Come on. God's speaking. God's speaking. Would you pray? Come on. Would you ask someone to pray with you? Come on, in the name of Jesus. Oh, cast your care on him. Come on, you've been weeping, but it's almost morning time. Oh, come on. God's not done. You need to respond. You're struggling right now. In the Jesus, God wants to give miracles in the house. God wants to give deliverance in the house. Come on, the Lord, you may not understand this, but close your eyes. Speak to him. Tell him what you need. We weeping, we may, we may endure for the night. God's wanting to give you joy. Come on, sis, would you call. Come on, I don't want to put you on the spot. God's speaking to you. Would you just surrender to him? Would you surrender? Come on. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. If it's appropriate here, find someone. Let's pray. Pray with your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, can I pray with you? The Spirit of the Lord is in the house. Let joy come, let joy come, let joy, that's it, God bless you, God bless you, pray in the name of Jesus, sister Joyner, come help me in the name of Jesus, let the glorious hand of God. God has been speaking to you, ma'am. God has spoken to you throughout the service. Surrender to him right now. Yeah, that, that Go ahead, break it. Come on, let it be a broken a contract. I can't do it by myself. I can't hold it in anymore. I'm, I'm hit it. I'm held it. It's time for deliverance. Would you pray? yeah, yeah. Come right by, yeah. Woo! He's got an ear
1: to hear. Oh, (laughs) oh, 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 oh
0: He's working. He's working. He's working on that job on the financial report. I'm telling you, he's working on that marriage.
1: He's working on that depression. Pray your way through. Pray your way through.